You are listening to Unfiltered with Flow by Katie. I am so happy you're here. Hello and welcome to Unfiltered with Flow by Katie. I am so happy you're here. I had an incredible conversation with Kristen, with Holistic with Kristen. That is her Instagram name, so you can find her there. She is an integrative nutritionist, and she has a background in mental health, and she is an incredible woman. So she works with women to help break those habit loops that we have. So you know when we talk about like yo-yo dieting, like I have been there, you know, where I just go all or nothing super quick. I'm going to be super healthy and super fit, and then, you know, it's not sustainable. So Kristen really helps guide women when they want to make the right choices for their health and wellness. So she is fabulous. I hope you enjoy the conversation we have all about answering questions such as, you know, a beginner's guide to starting to put your health first, um, some of her favorite, you know, foods to have in her pantry, all of that kind of jazz. So I think you'll find it so helpful. I really hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed it um, and enjoy chatting with her. If you are interested in working with Kristen, she is totally available um, and she works with people in all different time zones. So don't worry about that. So if you reach out to her and mention the podcast, you will get 20% off all of her health coaching programs. So definitely check it out. She is an absolute star. Um, Really couldn't recommend her enough. So I hope you enjoy this podcast episode as much as I did. Kristen is great. So enjoy. Well, welcome to the podcast, Kristen. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. I love that we can do this. Uh, you know, everything is virtual and just so it opens up like a world of possibilities. You know, I'm it in LA, Ireland, and it's just so, it's so cool that we can do this. It's amazing. Like, I think it's just, it, it brings the world so much closer, even though like we've been so so distant and like not seeing too many people lately, but it is just so good to kind of connect with people that you might not have normally been able to talk to, or you might not have been open to it. And I do think like the pandemic has made people way more interested in their own health because you had so much more time to reflect and, and kind of see, oh, what am I doing? Am I taking care of myself? And so, yeah, I think conversations like these are just so important right now. So thrilled to have you. Uh, Kristen is a holistic nutritionist and health coach, and she's absolutely amazing. I'm so excited to just capitalize on her wealth of knowledge. Um, so just to kind of start us off, do you want to talk a little bit about your background, what brought you into integrative nutrition and holistic health and all that kind of stuff? Tell us what, what yeah. kind of brought you here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I So I have... I have a background in helping people. Essentially, it's always come down to helping people. In what capacity that is, it's different a little bit. But when I look back, you know, over the course of the last 20 years, there's always been that that theme of how can I help others live a better life? So, you know, I went to school for psychology and I majored in psychology. And then I, I ended up working in human resources and I've been doing that for almost 20 years, which is crazy. Amazing. I feel like I graduated college. Um, <laughs> And then I, you know, kind of, um, I always knew that that corporate life was not the be all and end all for me. And there was always this kind of itch to branch out and do something a little bit differently, but I wasn't sure exactly how to go about doing that. So, um, I, I was working again in human resources and we, my company was going through a corporate restructure. I was also five months pregnant. So oh the timing was just so perfect. It was like mm -hmm. this, this holistic health coaching had always been in the back of my mind. I've always been very health conscious. I, I completely changed my life when I moved out to California. I left Philadelphia. I moved out to, to LA and I started to notice how it wasn't so much about the food because I'd always been counting calories and doing, you know, the raw food cleanse and the juice cleanse and cardio and just always chasing this goal that I never seemed to be able to achieve. And then I moved out to California. I made shifts to, to areas of my life that were not necessarily related to food. So my job, you know, I went and I found a, a, a position in a company that I found more exciting, like a more creative company instead of asset management, which I could mm -hmm. care less about. Um, <laughs> and I started, you know, going on hikes instead of spending, you know, an hour on the treadmill every day. And I just kind of started questioning things and um, you know, instead of packaged uh, 
quote unquote health foods. I was looking more in terms of, you know, farmer's market fair and things like that. And so I started to notice these changes were kind of happening organically. And I ended up losing 30 pounds and I really like my skin just cleared up. And it was just so evident to me that those choices lead to overall health and well-being. So I always had this in the back of my mind, but you know, you have that steady paycheck and the benefits and all of that. And it's really hard to make the shift to say, I'm going to try something new and different. Um, so the company I was working for, uh, I was laid off and I was pregnant. So it was kind of like, okay, well, this is, this is happening. <laughs> yeah. This is an interesting opportunity. Uh, what can I, how can I bank on this? You know, this mm-hmm. is actually like kind of what I wanted in a weird way where, yeah. you know, it's not what you would say out loud. Like, I hope this happens, but yeah. it's like that day I was like, this is probably going to be the best thing that's ever happened to me. So 100%. I think within days I enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition And from day one, I was just immersed in the information. I mean, the lectures were incredible. It was a lot of the things that I had already come to know on my own, just through my own trial and error, but to hear someone else say it with such authority and then to kind of, you know, get a little background and just to kind of confirm some of the things that I had been experiencing and that I had seen through other people was really, really exciting. Um, So I, you know, I, I'm always open to the universe kind of mm-hmm. dictating the way that things play out because when you yeah. look back they always make more sense than they did in the moment so yeah. I just kind of went with the flow and um you know I think there was a point in time where I didn't want to put the pressure on myself to create this business that had to pay my bills necessarily I didn't want mm-hmm. it to be something that felt stressful So I went back into human resources when my son was about six months old. And that gave me the flexibility to really do it in the way that I feel is most beneficial to other people. So instead of looking at it as I need to, you know, bring in this number of clients and this, you know, number Mm. of days, um, I now have, you know, kind of the security of a a quote unquote full-time job because now I have two full-time jobs. Um, (laughs) I love it. It's just, it's so beautiful when I, when I speak to clients and when I hear about other people's journeys and where they are and where they want to be and their goals and the struggles. And, and they're, you know, to me are just some, some just minor shifts that could have such a significant impact on someone's life. And then they implement those changes. And we see that, you know, that change, it's just like, I could cry. I do cry. sometimes. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. It's just so, I think it's so important. It's so necessary. And we get so wrapped up in our day to day that you know, we don't often take a look at these different areas of life. So to have someone come in and help you visualize that differently, it can just make such a big difference. And, you know, everyone's not going to go to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and Mm -hmm. learn all of this. So it's great to be able to be that resource for other people. So that's kind of my long-winded answer. (laughs) I absolutely love it. And I think like, it's so funny hearing your story because it mirrors mine in so many ways. I feel like, so I am from Cleveland, Ohio and after I graduated from my undergrad, I decided to move to California. Uh, so I moved to San Diego and I was living so unhealthy. I was in college, of course. So I was, you know, out drinking every weekend, eating out of the dining hall, Taco Bell, which, you know, I still love a good Taco Bell every yeah. once in a while. But um, <laughs> I'm like, I was just so unhealthy. I wasn't exercising. Or if I did, I would go in through these cycles of ex- insane exercise because I'm like, oh, shoot, like I gained weight. What am I going to do? I need to exercise like my ass off. And then it, it was never sustainable. But when I moved out to San Diego, I found the same, like my lifestyle just became so much healthier without even trying, you know, going to farmer's markets or going on hikes, like going to brunch and then going for a hike or something like that was just like such a more natural thing than being hung over from the night before or something like that, you, you really end up just glowing so much more. And I was the same. My skin got so much better. I just felt so much better. Um, and even when it came to like me starting to teach yoga and stuff like that, I love my day job. So like I, it takes the pressure off, like to not have to worry, oh my God, I need to teach X many classes a week. And then I, if I do that, okay, I'm still going to need to take privates and all that kind of stuff. And then it takes the joy out of it. So I really like your mindset on that. I think it's so important for people to realize you can have these passions and you can do them and you don't have to give up the day job. You don't have to give up other things that you like because you'll find that you're able to show up so much more wholeheartedly. 
Um, yeah. So I think that's just, I, I really loved hearing your story because it just resonated so much with me. And I think a lot of people don't realize that there are people who go out and, and do the thing. If people have that itch to, to want to learn nutrition or to want to teach yoga or something like that, they can go out and they can do it. You know, it's not some big thing. And, but sometimes yeah. the, the signs from the universe definitely help as well. It's so true. And I think, you know, there's always, you can always make time and you can always mm -hmm. do something. So if there is, you know, whether it's a side hustle or just further education or self-development or personal growth in, in any way, you can always find the time. If it's an hour in the morning because you get up a little bit earlier or, you know, it's um, at two hours on the weekend. I mean, if you did that every Saturday for four weeks, yeah. you know, a month and that really adds up. So there's always a little bit of room for that, for that growth, um, no matter how busy we are. I think just shifting yeah. some things around. So I love that. I didn't realize we yeah. had it. So we have a similar journey. We both yes. found ourselves in California and are we both Tauruses? Is that We're correct? both Tauruses. I love it. <laughs> you get That's it. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> That's why we vibe so well together, which yep. is great. <laughs> It's perfect. That. Yeah. I think it's just, I, I really do agree about making the time people who say, you know, and I was that person so long. Oh, I just don't have the time to exercise or I don't have the time to meditate or I am too, I don't have the time to cook a good meal. So you know what, I'm going to go get a takeout. Um, so I think it is good. Like you, you need to put yourself as a priority, especially for people who put everybody else before themselves as well, but you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to, to enrich your own life first. And then you show up for everybody else in such a more authentic way. Um, so I think that that's just so important. I do have, okay, so I have a few questions because I think a lot of people are really curious about nutrition and don't know where to start, myself yeah. included. I like to think I'm like, you know, as healthy and stuff, but at the same time, I love a good takeaway. I'm like, and I'm all about balance. I'm like, I'm gonna have, you know, my like, and cheeseburger and fries one day and then I'll have a green juice the next day that's fine yeah. that's me but like I think I when it comes to nutrition and fueling my body right I would be very lost and I think a lot of people feel the same way so what would your advice be to somebody you know who wants to get started living a bit healthier but doesn't really know where to start and they think oh my god there's so much out there I need to go gluten-free or I need to go keto or I need to like all of a sudden count out all of this stuff and I think that's going to be really aggressive. So where, where do you recommend people start? Um, I think, you know, uh, first of all, I think mindset. So approaching everything mm -hmm. from a very unique bio-individual basis. So what your mm -hmm. friend's doing, what your mom did, what your aunt did, what your coworker did, what the girl you went to high school with did, that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to work for you just because it worked for them. Um, you know, you could read all of these books and these trendy diets and, um, you're always going to see somebody who has results with something, but it's really about kind of listening to your body and understanding what you need specifically for yourself. Um, and I would say starting with, you know, looking at what you can add in from a nutrient dense basis. So it's less, I think about the deprivation and the removal of certain things. Um, yes, we want to avoid processed junk food. I think, mm -hmm. you know, it's really important to stay away from some of the processed health foods, if you will. So, you know, yeah. the big trend now towards veganism and plant-based foods. And I think that's amazing. And I eat a primarily plant-based diet, um, but that doesn't mean buying all of the processed you know, um, meat substitutions and yeah. things like that. So really focusing on adding in nutrient dense, whole organic as much as possible foods. So mm -hmm. I like to incorporate a lot of grains. Grains are full of protein and nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and they're, they have bulk, they have depth. So you can eat more of it and feel full. You've got, you mm -hmm. know, that as a base for different vegetables and different proteins and, and things like that. So I think focusing on adding in, you know, vegetables, leafy greens and whole grains and fruits and um, kind of eliminating a lot of the processed foods. So I, I like to look at it as what can I add to my, whether it's lifestyle, food, diet, um, that's going yeah. to help improve, you know, my, my state of well-being. And that goes, you know, also along the same lines as adding in quality sleep. So, you know, making sure that you're getting that restorative, regenerative sleep. Um, that's really important to the food choices you make the next day, to the exercise that you get, um, things like that. 
And then also, I think one of the easiest things you can do is to stay hydrated. So, you know, chronic dehydration is so common and most people don't realize when they're feeling tired or hungry or irritable, sometimes you're just really thirsty and, you know, Mm -hmm. some, some filtered good quality water is, is so helpful. Um, and I, I always start my mornings and I recommend to all of my clients to start their days with a glass of water with lemon juice, because you're going to get the vitamin C, you're going to get the liver detoxification, Mm -hmm. and you really need to rehydrate your body from the night before when you've been sleeping, hopefully for eight hours. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If you're lucky. Yeah. Um, But really focusing on the basics, you know, I think we get so caught up in, like you were saying, the keto, paleo, um, raw food diet, you know, counting macros and and all that. And I I find that that is just a distraction and a procrastination tool for really addressing what needs to be addressed long-term, you know, sustainability, because those are all just quick fixes and and you're really kind of missing the mark when it comes to health and wellness. So I think just kind of simplifying and focusing on Mm -hmm. sleep hydration and good quality food will make, you know, a world of difference. And then of course, you know, some kind of daily movement, something like yoga, you know, the benefits Mm -hmm. of yoga so well. You don't have to go out and run five miles every day. No. That simple intentional movement combined with the breath work. It's mm-hmm. just incredible. I mean, it's like, it's like doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> doing drugs, but better. I love it. <laughs> the healthy way. <laughs> the healthy way. I think that's so true. And it's interesting you talked about kind of like doing mindful movement rather than just going out and running five miles, because I think something something I don't know enough about to kind of talk about my gut instinct is like when I'm working out and I'm doing a really intense workout, like if I can't run five miles, like that would be me on a good day. Uh, But if I were, I think it would really raise my like cortisol levels and my stress response. And then like, that is such a, the fast track to gain weight as well for people looking to lose weight. You're going to really get into that stress response as well. A hundred percent. Right. And I can say that from you know, an educational standpoint, um, but also from a personal perspective, when I was doing, you know, signing up for runs and really pushing myself and, and trying to get that, you know, whether it was a two, uh, you know, never leave the gym without at least two miles and then doing like the intervals on the treadmill and the sprinting and this and that, um, you're absolutely right. Your body holds on to that weight because it's in that perpetual fight or flight kind Mm -hmm. of, whereas a leisurely, and I say leisurely when some of my hikes are, are, are pretty challenging. Yes. But, but especially in the California heat, they're yes. not, they're not always literally. Yeah. But you know, that, or even, you know, a two mile walk through your neighborhood, like mm-hmm. your body just kind of releases your, your mind yeah. releases, your body releases. And I've found such significant change in my body since I've started to incorporate things like yoga and Pilates and focus mm-hmm. less on that strenuous, um, you know, kind of cardio and high intensity and, you know, from a, a aesthetic standpoint too, like as I get older, I don't really want to be banging on the ground all the time and like have yes. to grab pull things down more. <laughs> I know. love it. I want to stay lifted and not. You're absolutely right. I think anything that we can do to keep those cortisol mm-hmm. and adrenaline levels down and, 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 you know, avoid that adrenal fatigue and you get it from so many different directions, whether it's exercising or your job or family or friends, or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're just somebody who had snooze too many times in the morning and you wake up in a panic or you check your phone as soon as you wake <laughs> yeah. up, you're like this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. When you kind of mentioned um, starting with adding grains, what would be your favorite grains to start with? Like I know quinoa would be a popular one, but kind of for anybody who wouldn't really know, would you, cause you could easily have like a bunch of white rice and maybe that wouldn't be, you know, the best base. I don't know. Maybe it's an amazing basis. I do love white rice with like my Chinese food and stuff, but what kind of grains would you say are the best to start with? I love quinoa because I think it's easy. I think it goes really well with anything. It almost has that, mm-hmm. like that nutty flavor. Um, yeah. and it's a complete protein. So it's one of the very few plant-based complete proteins. So the, you know, it's a superfood. The health benefits mm-hmm. are incredible and it's very versatile. So I'll use a rice cooker that I got at Target for like $10. Love it. I had one. It lasted me, <laughs> I would say 10 years until the core literally burnt and disintegrated. It was well loved. (laughs) 
So I'll do a, like an entire pot of quinoa and that'll last like two or three meals. And you can do quinoa as, you know, breakfast. So you can scramble some eggs in it if you wanted. You can do some oh, yum. spinach, some salsa, mm-hmm. a little bit of shredded cheese. Um, you can do it as an oatmeal. So you can put a little bit of fruit in there. You can do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some coconut flakes, a little bit of honey, and you can kind of use that as an oatmeal substitute or you can do a stir fry. So that's kind of my go-to yeah. like the weeknight. It's just a bunch of veggies that maybe we're going to go bad in the refrigerator from, you know, mm-hmm. the farmer's market or something. And I just throw everything together with some quinoa, um, a little bit of like liquid aminos, some sesame oil, mm-hmm. delicious. Um, something even like just throwing in, you know, some sweet potatoes and a little bit of, I used to do goat cheese if you're doing, mm, you know, yeah. dairy animal products. So good. Yeah. A little bit of hot sauce, you know. You oh my God, goat cheese and hot sauce. That's speaking my language. I love it. That was my, yeah. my, um, when I was single, I think I ate that meal every night for like three years. Oh my God, that's amazing. We always have that like go to meal, yes. right? Like, yes. I would do a kale salad with a little bit of hemp seeds and like this miso dressing. And then I did the quinoa, goat cheese, sweet potato sesame oil and sriracha and that was oh my, my like staple meal um, sriracha is like the yes. chef's kiss so good <laughs> so yeah I think you know quinoa is amazing you can put it in salads you can put it in um you know really it's just so versatile so that's always yeah. my go-to but you know I think white rice has its place too I love Gosh. white rice I love an organic. I'm, I'm comforted to hear that because I love white rice. <laughs> there is, um, I, I follow Kenzie Burke. She's amazing. Mm. And she has a recipe for coconut chai rice. Oh my with God, yum. White rice. And then you stir in some coconut oil, coconut flakes, and as in, like an entire package of chives chopped up. And yum. it is so decadently delicious. And you know, white rice does have its own nutrients and and benefits too. So Mm -hmm. I'm not one to say like, Oh, avoid white products, only go for brown rice. I mean, I think, yeah, avoid processed junk first. And, you know, if you're having white rice and some vegetables or, you know, a a clean protein, um, I have no issues with that. I don't think that we Mm -hmm. really should focus on you know, some of those foods just get labeled as like bad, like yeah. white bread, white rice. Yes. Mm-hmm. White bread is probably processed and not mm-hmm. even really bread. So yeah. I would probably say probably like, say like, yeah. <laughs> white rice. I think, you know, I, I'm not too hung up on that. Um, but yeah. rice, the rice, you know, brown rice, jasmine rice, um, black forbidden rice is amazing. And then yeah. you can even go, you know, if you're doing a grain bowl, for example, you can use mm-hmm. farro, you can use um, amaranth, you can use uh, I love millet. I always used to get made fun of because it looks, it, it's basically bird seed, but I said, I don't know what these are. Like, so that's my basic knowledge. Like, yeah. so that's, it's good to know. Yeah. They're, they're so, I, I, I like to eat. I like to feel like I'm eating a lot. Like I'm yeah. more like quantity over quality sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So I'll do like air popped popcorn because I can yeah. eat this huge bowl and my eyes are like this is a lot oh my gosh yes <laughs> this is perfect yes, yes definitely like in that sense. Um, so yeah I think quinoa mm-hmm. is a great place to start um, and you can really yeah. do you can't go wrong I mean you can do anything with it you can yeah. even um, you know you can even mix it you can like uh, you can create like meatballs out of quinoa with lentils and things unreal like yeah. yeah so many different ways to incorporate yeah you know, I'll do like a tahini sauce that I'll whip up quickly with some tahini and maybe lemon juice and a little Dijon mustard, whisk that up. You can drizzle that, um, you know, you can change up the consistency based on how much water you add. So you can use it as a dressing or more as a sauce. And oh, good. Okay. There's so yeah. many like fun ways to tweak that. So yeah, yeah, I love grains. I think people tend to believe like they have to do when they're ready to make a change, they want to go all or nothing. So they're like, okay, I'm going to go from eating, you know, tons of processed food, but now I'm going to go so hardcore where I'm like, I'm not going to have any white rice, no white potatoes, nothing like that. And I don't think that's sustainable. So it's good to hear that these things do have their value and that's way more sustainable long-term. It is because when you start to say, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm just going to do it perfectly and I'm not going to have any of these things, then we always think about all the things that we said we weren't going to have. And then we think, yeah. when can I have them? Well, when I lose 10 pounds, then I'll go to in and out or then I'll have, mm-hmm. you know, sushi. And 
that's just not, like you said, it's not sustainable. It's a short period of time that you're restricting that you're only going to binge later. So yeah. I think anybody who's kind of looking to make a change, mm-hmm. focus on one or two areas, you know, focus yeah. on getting, you know, 72 ounces of water in a day. Start yeah. with that first. Focus on getting 20 minutes of movement in a day. Focus on mm-hmm. that first. Focus on maybe eliminating the processed food for breakfast. So if you always go to Starbucks yeah. and you get a sandwich when you're there and that's your breakfast, mm-hmm. maybe have a beautiful bowl of fruit in the morning before you go to Starbucks, yeah. get the coffee that you enjoy, but skip mm-hmm. the spinach feta egg wrap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I think focusing on one area. And then when you start to notice, wow, I, I actually do have a lot more energy in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then maybe look at lunch. What does lunch look like? Are you running yeah. out and grabbing a sandwich or pizza? Maybe you could bring a grain bowl because you made extra last night for dinner. And I think just focusing on one area at a time and then building on that yeah. is so much more effective in the long run. Yeah, you're dead right. I think one of the questions we actually got um, sent in for you, our expert, is kind of going on to these, you know, you had mentioned going some people think they need to go vegan and all that kind of stuff. So somebody asked, you know, if they're wanting to trim down, is it worth going plant-based, entirely plants-based or dairy-free? My gut instinct is if you don't have an intolerance or a moral kind of um, inclination against going against dairy, you know, not, you might not need to, but I'm not an expert on this. So that would be my gut instinct. So I'm interested to see to hear what you have to say, like, I can't forego yeah. cheese, so I'm going to need it. <laughs> I know, I know. And I, you know, when I say I eat primarily plant-based, that's because I do leave room for those days where I'm mm-hmm. going to have a good piece of cheese or I might have pizza. And, you know, I'm not going to say that I'll never have animal protein ever again, because someday yeah. I might want it. I know when I go back to New Jersey, <laughs> <laughs> and I have all my family there and they've got yes. these Italian subs, you know, cut up. You can't say no to that. <laughs> I might have that. It might've yeah. been like five years since I've had it. And my husband would like die, but yeah. I'm going to eat it, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I like to kind of stay away from like the all or nothing approach um, yeah. and the labels. Um, I think that for, to answer that question specifically, if the sole purpose was weight loss, I might mm-hmm. you know, look at that a little bit differently. Um, if you were looking to go plant-based to incorporate, you know, more nutrients, more plants, you know, to kind of get that shift into that lifestyle, or if you had ethical reasons for not wanting to eat animal protein, then absolutely. And weight loss can be a byproduct of that. Right. Um, when you do eliminate, you know, animal protein, you do tend to have a less caloric intake as long as you're mm-hmm. not, you know, opting for some of the French fries. Yes. Right. <laughs> you can be you vegan know, and eat French fries right. and everything. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> or, uh, you know, soy riso every day or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, totally. I think, I, I think that going plant-based can definitely mm-hmm. result in weight loss, but I would question the, um, you know, the intention behind it because you yeah. want to, again, it goes back to like those bio-individual needs, you know, does your body feel better when you eliminate dairy, then perhaps that's the right course of action for you. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you feel lighter? Do you feel more energetic when you eliminate animal protein? Um, For some people, you know, eggs can be inflammatory. Do you feel better when you eliminate those things? Then yes, Mm -hmm. perhaps that would be a great approach. And you probably will lose weight just because you are eliminating the processed foods and things like that. And you're being more mindful um, mm-hmm. but I would probably recommend it as just, you know, for the sole purpose of losing weight, I would take a look at all the different areas, um, what I call it your primary food. So, mm-hmm. you know, looking at your career and your education and relationships and social life, and yes, the food that you're eating, home mm-hmm. cooking, physical movement, all of those things really come into play when it comes to weight loss. So it can certainly be an approach that could be beneficial to your health. Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably wouldn't say to someone who's looking to lose, you know, 10, 15, 20 pounds, you, the answer for you is plant-based. I think there's a, yeah. a whole lot more to it, but with that mm-hmm. being said, there's really no detriment to adding more plants into your diet. So, Definitely. um, I wouldn't say, you know, not to take that approach, but I yeah. think that there's, there's more to it. I think we'd have to really mm-hmm. get into kind of the the reason for, you know, whether it's weight gain, I know so many people right now mm-hmm. in COVID, you know, have had yeah. 
a lot of, um, you know, there's been weight gain and lack of movement and depression mm-hmm. even. And, oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, it's been really hard. So I think, you Absolutely. know, I would, I would definitely want to discuss a lot of life around the, mm-hmm. you know, the Yeah, it's not just the food you're eating. It is yeah. the lifestyle you have, which yeah. is important to remember. I think people's first inclination when they want to make a change about their weight is, I need to diet right now. And there's so much more to it. So you're very right in that sense. One of the things you mentioned was um, like inflammation. You talked about eggs. One of the questions we also got was general tips for in foods that can help reduce inflammation in the body. What is inflammation in the body? Do we, how much do we need to worry about it or think about it? And how, what kind of, how can we eat around that? Yeah. So Processed foods, again, are very inflammatory. So Mm -hmm. the oils that are used um, can cause inflammation in the body. And that is going to be, you know, you're going to feel it. You're going to have achy joints and you're going to feel puffy and lethargic and, um, you know, body combating that inflammation. So I love to incorporate anti-inflammatory foods like turmeric is is Mm. so incredibly good. Even quinoa, um, you know, apple cider vinegar, things like that. adding in more of those plants are really going to help combat inflammation. Berries, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries. Those are all amazing. Um, salmon, you know, some mm. really good like wild caught sockeye salmon is going to be amazing for that as well. Um, a good like fish oil capsule or flaxseed oil um, capsule will help with that too. And then, you know, getting movement. Um, and then I think there's also, I think sometimes, in inflammation and bloating are, are kind of used yeah. and then bloating on the other hand is really caused by that digestive discomfort. So it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, oftentimes it's related to food combining. So for some people having fruit later in the day on top of, you know, non-fruit food can cause hmm. bloating comfort. So I remember when I first learned about this, it was such an aha moment for me because I used to have an apple with peanut butter at like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I thought, okay, really healthy snack. Um, And you Mm -hmm. hear that recommended so often. And I would look six months pregnant and I'm like, I need to unbox my pants. I'm sitting at work, would be like putting my shirt. Don't mind me. (laughs) Yeah. Every day. I was so bloated by the time I went home. Mm -hmm. And I learned that because fruit digests so much more quickly than other foods, when it's on top of those foods, it, it's then just sitting there releasing those gases and oh, creating yeah. that extension. Um, so as soon as I eliminated that, that for me, that um, really made a big difference. And I learned a mm-hmm. lot about food combining at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and just how different foods kind of play together. So for someone who's experiencing bloating, I would say, take a look at that first. Um, yeah. you know, I recommend doing fruit on an empty stomach in the morning, if that's something that you have, you know, issues with. And then there are, you know, common inflammatory foods for a lot of people. So soy, dairy, dairy mm. is, I, I think it's something like 70% of us have an intolerance to dairy. Oh my gosh. Wow. So yeah. Really taking a look at that. And even something mm-hmm. like shredded cheese, there is, um, an emulsifier in the shredded cheese that helps it stay, you know, shredded and not just kind of like one big, like soggy lump. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And some of like the ingredients in like our oat milks and and almond milks and things like Mm -hmm. that. So again, just kind of, you know, getting back to like the most simplistic version. Um, I even love making my own oat milk, but there are certain, you know, brands that I'll, I'll buy in a pinch, um, that I think are better Mm -hmm. than others. Um, and then, you know, stress for stress and bloating go hand in hand. So if you mm. can incorporate some breathing, I mean, how often do we sit there and not realize that we're doing that shallow breathing and if yes. you just deep mm-hmm. breath and let go, sometimes you can almost feel that tension in your stomach just dissipate. So stress yeah. is huge when it comes to bloating. That that mind, you know, gut connection is so strong. Um, yeah. so I think that breath work makes such a difference in, in bloating. Um, I love that. Yeah, I think so many of us, especially women in their 20s and 30s, I feel like a common complaint is, oh my God, I'm so bloated, like myself included. I don't know what I started doing that really, it was kind of something that happened, but I always noticed my face was very puffy. I always felt like I had a puffy face. And I think it just, once I started kind of prioritizing my wellness, drinking more water, and I think just eating less foods that make, 
were hard, felt harder for me to digest, I guess. I noticed my face just really started to go down. Like, cause I would be, I would look at the rest of my body. I'm like, I'm not naturally a big person. So it, what, it didn't add up. I'm like, why is my face doesn't match? Why doesn't it match up? So such a, such a good tip and reducing stress probably played a huge part in that for me. Cause I was going from a lifestyle of way higher stress to kind of calming yeah. down. It does. Yeah. And I think the breath work, you know, that you're doing mm-hmm. within your yoga practice, yeah, that really helps with lymphatic drainage as well. And I think that's where a lot of us stay puffy is because yes. we're not able to kind of drain out that fluid. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, movement, water, sleep, but then also, you know, foam rolling, get, get that lymphatic system moving mm-hmm. or dry brushing, get that circulation and lymphatic system going mm-hmm. or, you know, a 30 second cold shower or even something like, um, you know, I, I'll lay on the ground and put my legs up for five minutes or 10 minutes. Best. Love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels so good. And it, it really does help decrease your stress and you can feel the drainage going on yeah, when you absolutely. do that. And then Would you, you ever, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's okay. I was just saying in, in addition to increasing your water and doing all of those mm-hmm. things, kind of flush everything out and you'll yeah. see that difference in your face as well. Definitely. Would you ever gua sha? I know that's a popular, yeah. I've started doing it. I'm obsessed with it. I'm like, Love Oh my it. God, where do these cheekbones come from? Yes. <laughs> where Absolutely. have you been hiding? <laughs> yes, yes, I love it. I can even feel sometimes like the fluid underneath my eyes. Yes. And when you're using the gua sha tool, you can see such a difference. Like when you finish and I love using yeah. like an oil and just kind of getting that circulation going it feels good too yeah it does and I think it's a part of like so I read so when I like got my gua sha for anybody listening who doesn't know what a gua sha is it's this like stone tool and you can get them in like rose quartz I think mine is black obsidian um (laughs) yes we've got jade it's a it's tool it's from east asian like ayurvedic medicine way back like centuries ago and you know it's used to kind of like it's, it's actually comes from like face scraping is what they called it, but it, it moves the, the lymphatic the lymph around your face. I'm going to yeah. say that wrong and butcher it. But um, so if you're listening to that, that's what we're talking about. But I think a lot, there's always like a bunch of like, I'll read in like Cosmo and I'll be like, is it a fad or does it work? And I think a big part of it is you're going to have lymphatic drainage when you're less stressed and doing something like that is an act of self-care and it Absolutely. becomes a nice ritual and it helps you kind of calm down, I think as well. Yeah. And you become more aware of how your body's reacting. So when you start doing something like gua sha and you, you're now noticing when your face is puffy or if there's fluid buildup, mm-hmm. you also become more aware of, oh, well, I had a lot of sodium yesterday or this yes. happens when I have alcohol. So you start mm-hmm. to become more aware of how the way that you treat your body can really show up and and it almost Mm -hmm. becomes like an indication. So you'll notice, you know, through your skin, what's happening inside of your body. And I love, I love that. Just being able to do that too. I think the skin is such a reflection on what's going on inside. Like I am always like, I'm always having such a nightmare with my skin. I always deal with hormonal acne. So, oh my gosh. And it really can hurt your self-confidence as well when it's just not there. So it is a good tool. Like, oh, I'm having a flare up. I wonder what's going on. And it is hard because like you're the first kind of sign when, especially when you have hormonal acne, they're like, put her on the pill. And like, then you get put on the pill. I've been on the pill for so long. And I'm like, I don't even know what my hormones should be like regularly. And so it is something like you need to look at what's going on inside as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so true. And I think sometimes, you know, rather than I think for a lot of people, the pill can be such a useful tool, you know, for mm-hmm. obvious reasons, but also yes. to help with that self-confidence to get you to a place where you can start to kind of look at your lifestyle and things like that. Um mm-hmm. But it's also a good opportunity to kind of say like, well, what else can I tweak in the meantime so that yeah. this maybe isn't the beyond end all and to mm-hmm. incorporate foods and, you know, and to live a lifestyle that does support your hormones as well. Um, there's just so yeah. much to learn about hormone regulation and how, again, it's yes. just so individual, you know, you're mm-hmm. if we were to go get both get our home, hormone levels checked right now, for example, your mm-hmm. normal and my normal would be so incredibly different, most likely. Interesting. 
So if you are ever going to kind of go down that route to have your hormones checked, you always want to do like a baseline check first okay, and um, a few subsequent tests to see if there's any fluctuation because everyone's normal. is mm, That's so interesting. I've always been curious and like interested in getting my hormones checked, but never really knew where to start. So that's really, really good advice for anybody who might be yeah. curious and wanting to investigate. Yeah, One of the questions I have for you is, like for me, I love reading, like I love well and good or mind, body, green. Like I'm obsessed with reading those, but I feel like, especially on so many of those websites or anybody kind of who follows the wellness community, there's so many fad trends, whether it's a fad diet or a fad, you know, habit to, to increase. What would be kind of, how do you look at these when you see the newest trend of, I mean, I don't know, putting salt in your water or something like that in the morning yeah. or what, what kind of is your inclination when you see those or, or going keto and all that kind of stuff? I think the most important thing to ask is, is this eliminating major food groups? So if mm -hmm. there is a new trend and it is about eliminating, you know, all carbs, what is the basis yeah. for that? You know, we look back mm -hmm. at like Atkins and keto and those diets were created as a way to help support individuals with epilepsy. So interesting. Yes, mm. like a high fat, low carb diet has benefits for certain people. So yeah. then it was recognized like, oh, you can also go into ketosis and lose weight this way. Mm. Do you want to live your life that way? Is this a short yeah. or is this a lifestyle change? Mm -hmm. And I think one, is there money to be made here? Is this a marketing, you know, trend? Yeah. Are there all these like products I need to buy now? Because if that's the case, run. Yes, it's uh, so true. <laughs> and because I always go back to if these things worked, there would be no more things because it would have worked. Yeah. We'd all be in the best health of our entire lives. And that would be the end of it. Right. Mm -hmm. If these marketing companies and these you know, new wellness products, if they all had our best interests and our health in mind, there would, would be one and done. Yeah. So I think kind of, you know, looking at it and saying, does this support whole natural foods in a sustainable way? Or is mm -hmm. this telling me I can't have this? I can't have that. I can't do this. I can't do that you will see results like science, science, right? You're going to, if you reduce calories, you're going to lose weight. Lose weight. Fat. Mm -hmm. But um, is that the way that you're going to live the rest of your life? So I think whenever yeah. something's being eliminated or you have to purchase something, mm -hmm. um, you know, then, then I think I would question it and really get honest with yourself. Am I looking for a quick fix because I'm not willing to put in the work or, yeah. you know, is this really something that could have value? So something like salt in the water that goes back thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. Maybe kind of look into that like that is sustainable that is something that has you know roots and and it's easily implemented and um you know can really be beneficial or is mm -hmm. it this new you know fiber bar that i need to purchase with this protein powder because that's the only way i'm going to get in the best shape of my life then yeah. i would probably maybe not go that route yes. um, so i think you know just kind of recognizing marketing for what it is and mm -hmm. um, there are no quick fixes there really, right. there are, there are no quick fixes. If you, I always say like, if you're going to a thing or an award show, or if there's mm -hmm. an event, you want to lose five pounds and really tighten things up. Like I'm all about that. I get it. Yeah. Like, we all want to look and feel our best. Yeah. Yeah. And there are things that you can do in a pinch to kind of, you know, kind of tighten everything up and tweak mm -hmm. it. But that is, that's for like a very short term, yeah. you know, say mm -hmm. an event or something like that. Um, but long term. Yeah. You know, sustainable change is really going to come from from doing the work and not from a quick yeah work. and you'll discover so much about yourself in that process when you make that commitment and I think that's the best thing when you start to choose yeah. to live healthier yes aesthetically like you want to look your best a lot of the times but so much more importantly you want to feel your best you want your mental health to be the best it's ever been and yeah. you learn a lot about your relationship with yourself when you go down these routes as well so true and and you really want to, you know, create new habits, um, not just check a box on, you know, a new program. So I think it's about mm -hmm. kind of speaking your lifestyle in a way that's going to best support you. And like you said, you know, you want to look your best, but you, you really do look your best when you're thriving. Yes. You have a glow. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's what we all want. We all want the glow. Yeah. And when we see it on somebody, you're like, what are you doing? But it, yeah. they're probably just taking care of themselves and feeling good. And they are in their groove. Yeah, definitely. One of the things that you've done, which I find so interesting is you've talked about breaking up with boozy brunch. So I want you to kind of talk to me about this. I am a girl who loves a cocktail on a Friday night. I'm probably, I'm recording this at six o'clock on a Saturday. 
I'm going to go for a drink after this. So I'm so intrigued as to um, the sober, curious life and whether that's something you do very strictly, is that something you recommend for everybody to try? Or even if you just want to kind of get some of the benefits, how to, how to get in there. So tell us all about booze. Oh my God. I feel like this could be an entirely separate podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So I will... In a nutshell, how I kind of got to the place of, you know, exploring mm-hmm. this over curious lifestyle is I, I'm going to be very stereotypical here, but I come from <laughs> a Catholic background. Everything was yeah. about drinking, everything was mm-hmm. about fun and partying. And it was always about, you know, that, just, I don't know, everything that you did in life was, had alcohol in, involved. Yeah, so definitely you know, birthdays or, you know, your first birthday parties, there was always a ton of beer and like, yeah. you know, it was just like wine. And I grew up, my dad, you know, he was in the wine industry, still is my entire mm. life. And it was always there. So I didn't yeah. know anything different. And then as I got older and I was in, you know, working in for an asset management company, and it was all of these like senior level, like portfolio managers, and it was New York and Philadelphia. And so it was always about happy hour, happy hour, happy hour, happy mm-hmm. hour. And then it was, uh, you know, um, once I was living on my own, the single girl life, all you hear is like, you know, brunch with your girlfriends. It's yeah. So bottomless brunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bottomless mimosas, like, you know, yeah. get dressed up all cute. And there was this, I think there, I realized there was a disconnect between this perception I had of this glamorous lifestyle. And the reality was I was always hungover. I always felt Mm. like shit. I was anxious. I was not happy with the life I was living. I was spending Mm. way too much money. Boozy brunch would then turn into like eight o'clock at night. I was blacked out. Like it's just, and this went on for years and years and I never questioned it. I just thought this is what you do. And I don't, I don't do it right. Like I always everything to the next level. There's always more and more. How come other people can just go home and I can't like, it must be something wrong with me. Um, and then it became, you know, well, that's just how Kristen is like, oh, she'll go to brunch and then she's drinking the rest of the day. That's just how I am. And it got to the point where I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. Why do I have to have drinks at brunch? So then I started kind of playing around with it. And I realized that like, I actually enjoyed my food a lot better when I wasn't buzzed eating it. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking about the fact that I now need to go like find a cigarette because I had like three glasses of champagne yeah. and like everything that contradicts all the healthy choices that I had already made. It just mm-hmm. didn't make sense. So I've always been one to kind of do the thing that other people are not doing. Yeah. So if everyone's like boozing it up. Well, now I'm going to like, I'm not, I'm going to see what happens when I don't. It's and a Taurus in us because I relate yes. to that as well. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> but at least rebelling in a, in a positive way. So yes. I really started, I started with these, like, it would be like two weeks. So I would go out mm. on the week, I, you know, I, I wasn't really big on drinking during the week, but the weekends were always like, I'm going to get everything done on Saturday. And then I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I deserve yeah. it. And then mm-hmm. Sunday would be horrible. And even Monday. And now as oh we got gosh, older, Tuesday. Yeah. And then by Wednesday, you start to feel better. And then Thursday, you feel good. Friday, you're like, tomorrow, I'm going to clean. And then I'm going to have drink. And it's, it becomes a cycle. Yeah. And it's like, I felt like I was always getting five steps up the hill and then like mm-hmm. 10 steps back down the hill. And I could never get up to the top of the hill. Yeah. So then I was like kind of experimenting with like two weeks. After two weeks, I feel really good. Everything mm-hmm. looks a little bit different. My skin's glowing. Like, my, you know, energy levels are back up. My sleep is good. And then I was like, okay, well, what would it look like if I did a month? And then what happened was my whole life changed. Really? Like my business started to thrive. Mm -hmm. My, my relationship started to improve. My relationship with myself started to improve. Mm -hmm. So then I started doing a little bit more research and it just became so obvious that, you know, the science behind alcohol, alcohol, it is, it is a, a poison. It's a toxin to your body. Yeah. So when you are having, you know, drinks, whether it's wine, vodka, whatever it happens to be, your body then goes into the mode of removing those toxins. So mm. instead of focusing on regenerating your skin and regenerating your organs and detoxifying your body from just daily life, it's now focused on getting you back to homeostasis. Wow. Um, your, you know, because alcohol is a depressant, your brain chemistry changes. So your yes. body starts to pump out 
the hormones that will then bring you back up. And that's why the next day you experience that anxiety because it's now mm-hmm. your, your, your uppers, you're basically your natural uppers are in overdrive because oh of, the effect of the alcohol. And then your body starts to crave the carbs because you didn't get the REM sleep that you needed. And you need that like instant kind of sugar boost. And it's this whole metabolic cycle that when I started to think about how I felt, it made sense physically and scientifically. So then I was like, oh my gosh. So now that I know this, this is really hard for me to do intentionally. And I love yeah. a good thing. And I, I, I work hard and mm-hmm. I'm busy and I have two, you know, two jobs and a, and a toddler. And so mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy that release, but I've been able to kind of shift my perspective and be really intentional about when I do have like drinks. So instead of just it being the expectation that it's involved in everything that I do, whether it's Friday night or happy hour Mm -hmm. or weddings or birthdays or baby showers, like Mm -hmm. it was always something that was just automatically assumed. Like you go to a baby shower, you have drinks. And I started to question that. I wanted to explore that with other people who are maybe thinking along the same lines. And that's kind of where I came up with breaking up with boozy brunch Mm -hmm. because I actually love brunch now without alcohol because I eat whatever I want. I don't think about like, well, I'm going to have a bunch of champagne, so I should probably go light on the food. I eat Mm -hmm. the food I want instead of thinking about the drinks. So I just kind of had to shift that. And I think so many people just don't understand all like the domino effect that a few, you know, a few nights out a month Mm -hmm. or a week have on all the other areas of your life. So it's not to say like, you know, alcohol is bad and poison and don't drink it. Mm-hmm. Like lots of things we do are probably not good for us, but we do them anyway right. because that's life, right? We want to enjoy yeah. life and have fun. And mm-hmm. um, if I was, you know, if I was coming out to visit you, we would absolutely go out and have drinks. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It would, be, it would be intentional. We'd probably follow it up with some yoga and, you know. Yeah, a little detox the next day. Yeah. I love it. I so think I that's think- such a good outlook. Mm-hmm. Yeah just be more. And I think that goes along with everything in life is to be intentional, to be mindful, mm-hmm. to get away from just being on autopilot, just doing things like habit. Um, and really asking yourself, you know, with my clients, I ask them a lot, like, does this align with your goals? So you, mm-hmm. you set your goals and these are things that you want to achieve for yourself. I'm not making them for you. I'm not telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. This is what you want for your future does that align with your goals? Does boozy brunch align with your goals? Do you need to have cocktails after yoga? You know, mm-hmm. I see so many things now where alcohol is just incorporated into the event. Yeah, definitely. Is, you, is that necessary? No, mm-hmm. not really. You don't really yeah. have to have, you know, drinks after spin class. It, it right. just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but mm-hmm. it just becomes something that you are so used to that you don't really give it much thought. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like just about kind of giving it a second thought and, and that pause and just to be more mindful and, you know, yeah. make your choices wisely instead of just doing what you've always done, because that's just what you do. So that's kind of where I am with that. And I had, there was, I would say after my wedding, so mm-hmm. Dave and I got married in Joshua tree. We just did a little oh, like magical. You know, yeah, it was beautiful. And it was very simple. Um, mm-hmm. and we had, you know, we had champagne and it was great. And then we kind of decided, let's just like see how long we can kind of ride out this, you know, no alcohol um, experiment, if you will. Mm-hmm. No end date, yeah. but let's just see how it goes. And mm-hmm. my mindset was just so much different. Everything, I was so much more positive. I was so much more productive. Amazing. Um, I didn't have those ebbs and flows as much. Everything was much more mm-hmm. in terms of my mood um, and my energy levels. And then we went to Arizona for my birthday and, you know, there's no stress when you're on vacation, there's no work, mm-hmm. there's no, um, you know, daily routine with a toddler. It's just, you're free yeah. you're on vacation. So it sounded like a great idea to have some wine. And mm-hmm. I felt like I then couldn't post on the breaking up with boozy brunch Yeah, because I felt like almost hypocritical. I know and what you mean. Mm-hmm. I've come back to that now and realize that that is even more so why I wanted to create that account and start that conversation because it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It's all a journey. It's all experimentation and just kind of figuring out what works for you, what doesn't. And, you know, it's just, it's not linear. And I think so now I'm kind of, you know, 
appreciating that. And that's what I would tell someone else. And I just needed to apply that to myself that um, it's all just a journey and you make, you know, yeah. you make choices and with dieting or with, you know, implementing different lifestyles or eliminating alcohol, we get wrapped up in this all or nothing. Like if I say mm-hmm. I'm not going to do something, I can't do it. But I, I think I kind of encourage people to not say, I'm never going to do this again, or I'm never going to have dairy. I'm never going to have alcohol. I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm going to be sober. Yeah. More so just kind of question your decisions and just look at it as more of like an experimentation and an exploration yeah. and, and think about how you feel as opposed to um, an all or nothing or a label. So I think, I think that's such a good approach. And there's so many just incredible books. There's a book right now called um, How to Quit Like a Woman. Yeah, she really goes into just kind of the marketing of alcohol to women. Oh my gosh, yes. You know, all of that. And it was just very eye-opening. And again, Mm -hmm. not to say don't drink, but just to understand why you're drinking and how, I think how you're incorporating that into your lifestyle. Definitely. What would be your go-to? So if you, you know, I think the biggest part of alcohol is, you know, the social elements and that's something a a lot of people either, they may have drank during COVID as, you know, coping mechanism, or maybe they didn't drink at all. But now that we're getting back into normal life a little bit more, that social element is back and people who maybe don't have the best relationship with alcohol, even me, like I'm not really somebody like every now and then, like I will want to go out on a night out. But for me, I'm like, one or two drinks and I'm happy. And then I'm like, go home, put on my face mask. And like, that's me done. But like the social element is so strong. So if you were going, if everybody was going out to a happy hour or something, would you have like a mocktail you would order or something like that? What do you recommend people who might be to feel self-conscious if they're like, oh, sorry, I'm not drinking right now. How, do, how does that kind of go for you? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, having that sparkling water with a lemon or lime is always Yum. the best to go to. You're mm-hmm. hydrating yourself. Everyone thinks you're drinking vodka anyway. And yeah. once people have a few drinks, like they don't know what you're doing anyway. People mm-hmm. are so wrapped up in their own selves. And something that I've learned that I think is really um, helpful is to remember why you're at the event that you're at. So if it's a happy mm-hmm. hour, who are you there to engage with? Make sure you speak to those people. If you're at a wedding, you know, make sure you connect with the bride and the groom or some of the family that you know, and really kind of remember the reason for the event. And if you're at a birthday, speak to the person whose birthday it is or the host or, um, you know, there's a book called The Art of Gathering. Mm. It's really focused on this and it's more about those relationships and those connections. Um, so I think, you know, I just don't really care what people think anymore. I just yeah. think, it's, you know, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Day, you have to do what best supports you, but you can absolutely mm-hmm. take it, you know, and, and that can even be, you know, you could, I love the sparkling water trick, but mm-hmm. you could do there's so many different mocktails now, you know, you can mm-hmm. have the bartender muddle some cucumber, you, you know, yeah. you can have jalapeno and lime muddled in there and you can actually have like an Fold. amazing mocktail. So mm-hmm. you can do you and don't worry so much about other people. And it is nice to have a prop. So sparkling water, lime Mm -hmm. or lemon is always my go-to. Absolutely. I have a full-on addiction to sparkling water. I think if anybody, a lot of people think like, they're like, oh, I know I need to drink more water, but it's just so boring. I'm like, get some sparkling water, chop up some cucumber, a little bit of lemon juice. Oh my God. It is like, I feel like I'm having like, I'm like on vacation and it's just. (laughs) I love it. A little bit of mint. Yum. You are like floating. It is just the best. (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I think you are just absolutely amazing. And I definitely recommend, um, I'll like say this as well later on, but like anybody who's looking to, you know, take those steps to really contact you and reach out because you, I think are such a great um, guide to people because you've been there and you've had these experiences and that comes from such a place of authenticity. So that really is your magic. So I'm just so grateful that you are here and everybody is just going to benefit so much from you. So thank you. Thank you. You are so welcome. This was so much fun. And to anyone who may be, you know, questioning whether or not a health coach is is something that they should look into. I do Mm -hmm. offer um, a complimentary health coaching call. So amazing. Yeah. So we can chat and there's always like, it's just the way you and I were chatting and there's Mm -hmm. always so much value to come out of that because I, I just love, I love having these conversations and providing mm-hmm. that knowledge and that value. So it's almost like a little 
you know, personal podcast, if you will. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> if you were waiting for a sign, this is it. Yeah. Give Kristen a call because I think that is so true. And like just having the chats and just exploring, you know, what is the right option for you is just so key. So um, couldn't think of anybody, anybody better to recommend people to reach out to. So thank you so much. Um, yeah. Well, thank enjoy you. Thank your you. Evening. <laughs>